This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, welcome back, all of our liberty-loving friends, to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, Father Nate. <laughs> with you, as always. With me. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It is true. Anytime Father, you're here, I'm here. Father Nate. How that is are, true. How yeah. art thou? Uh, I'm doing great today, Chuck. Thanks. Yeah. You Thanks. Have a, you have a new nickname here from Sam, Liberty Daddy. Sure. Yeah, I love it. If you don't get that reference, you got to go back and listen to yesterday's episode and be part of the live group called Darn It. Stop missing out on the inside jokes. Get in on the inside like Nate does by going to joingml.com. Joingml.com. This is a podcast we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And every single Friday, we talk about the dumb bleeps of the motherfucking week. Where you get to vote on if you're part of the live group, like I just told you to join. Oh, you weren't here for this little bit of information, though, by oh. the way, Chuck. Uh, here's new thing. You can still get in. Join gmail.com. Little as six bucks a month. The winner this year is going to get a custom-made trophy sent to whatever the public address is that you can find on whoever it is. Whoever wins, Dumb Bleep of the Year. It's going to get their own Dumb Bleep of the Year trophy. And the person who suggested that Dumb Bleep of the Year, they're going to get their own Dumb Bleep of the Year winner trophy as well. Oh. So some custom trophies going out. That's right. We're shelling out the big bucks. I'm sure the person who wins is never going to see it, but we at least will be able to send it so we can talk about it and entice people like you to go to joingmail.com and pay us $6 right now. Uh, I mean, Do we it. could reach out to those people and tell them they won an award. Yeah. That's you know what? A, it's I a should, real award. I should start responding to people on Twitter who submit dumb bleeps. I should just say, that's great. Now pay me $6. Yeah. <laughs> so you can exactly. actually get the Dumb Leap submission. I, think I don't think good. Nina Turner would get it for a while. She'd be like, look at this award I got from this podcast. <laughs> major award. Yeah. This is awesome. Okay. Minimum wage is $100 an hour. <laughs> Let's get that's it. That's what she would say at the end of the tweet. Look at my award. Minimum wage should be $100 an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be <laughs> Nina Turner's tweet. So. We probably picked her because we were racist or something like that. Oh. That's what she would go with. Mm. Mm. All right, Charlie, dumb bleep number one. This, this is a response me? from Eric Swalwell. He's responding to Senator Tim Scott. This, I believe, was originally submitted to us by the Libertarian Party of Tennessee on Twitter. All right. So pay us $6. Senator Tim Scott said, we are putting parents back in charge of their kids' education. So uh, Representative Eric Swalwell said... <coughs> he coughed at he, the beginning he, of the he tweet. He coughed like most people. That's crazy. At this time of yeah. year. He hey, said, hey, Amanda says, Chuck, great to hear slash see you again. Hey. There you go. Hey, Amanda. Good to see oh, you. You know what? I should put this up on the screen. Good to see and hear you. Um, except I can't see you or yeah. hear you. <laughs> great to read you, Amanda. <laughs> uh, Eric Swalwell. Uh, responds to Tim Scott here and says, please tell me what I'm missing here. 
So he's asked, that's an invitation mm-hmm. to tell him what we're missing, what he's missing. What are we doing next? Putting patients in charge of their own surgeries, clients in charge of their own trials. When did we stop trusting experts? This is so stupid. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It's, that's not the same thing, by the way. Those, these are false. Are you sure? Are you sure those analogies don't line up perfectly? <laughs> it's false analogy. What is it about people on the left who cannot analogize things at they all? They can't. Like, no, you have to get them to line up. These are not the same thing. They're not. Not even close. Patients in charge of their... We're not... That would be like putting the kids in charge of their education, which is basically what they've done. Yeah. Like, oh, if it upsets the kid, we can't do it. And so we're going to line up the education to make it the easiest possible for everyone, especially the kid, because you wouldn't want the kid to ever get upset. What you're doing right now is putting the patients in charge of their own surgery. And I know, like, okay, well, patients, I mean, they can pick who does their surgery. They can pick whether or not they're going to be able to do it and all that. So there actually is a little bit of choice when it yeah. comes to your surgery. There still is. You have to, you have to give consent mm-hmm. for surgery. You can and if you, are, if you are incapacitated, then your family has to give consent, mm-hmm. typically. Unless it's an emergency situation. That's the only time. Clients in charge of their own trials. You can pick your lawyer. You can fire your lawyer. The guy who... If you uh, like your lawyer, you can keep your lawyer. The guy who uh, ran... Uh, he represented himself. The, the Who ran people over in the SUV, right? Did he? I think that I was didn't him. see that. You didn't see that? I didn't know that he represent. Did he represent himself? Uh, whatever trial it was. I, was it the guy who ran people over in the SUV or was it someone else? He did the whole sovereign citizen mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. He argued back and forth with the judge so many times. It was <laughs> it was hard to watch, honestly. Well, um yeah, really terrible analogies. Like I said, even if you were to go with his like putting patients in charge of their own surgeries, that's still not the right analogy because you're talking about who's going to pick what the kids should learn. And in this case, you're saying that you're putting the kids in charge of that, which is what the left basically already wants to do. They're talking about parents being able to choose what they want for their kids, which is just a crazy, like stupid idea, according yeah. to Eric Swalwell. Also, define expert. Yeah. Thank you. Me, please. An expert is someone like me uh, who went to a community college for two years on scholarship because I could play the trumpet. And so I I went to community college for two years, and then I went to uh, Southeast Missouri State University for a year after that, where I uh, mostly attended class and did everything I could to, to pass. And then I went to Southern Illinois University after that, where I think I got more parking tickets than I did uh, finished classes at that place. But I was able to get all the way to where I need to just do my student teaching. And you see, I'm essentially an expert if you want to talk about what kids need to learn. Like, you go to me mm-hmm. on this because I just need to do my student teaching and a piano recital. That's all I need to do. Can't play the piano. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I'm basically an expert, and I think that's the experts that they're talking about. Are yeah. people like me, Charlie? Mm-hmm. And I would like to give my expert opinion on the fact that uh, people like me are not experts. Uh, I think that I don't think the people that work for the state are experts. Hey, my mom's been a teacher for how many years? Like 30 of them, something like that. Something like that. She's kind of an expert now by this time, but still 
parents can have a say in their kids' education, and this really all boils down to choice anyway. Because sure, if you if you don't light up with what the school wants to do or what the teachers want to do, then you should be able to go to a different school. Problem solved. But then you can't. You can't. Right. There's no choice. Yeah. So you just got to trust the experts. Mm-hmm. I can't believe people are still talking about trusting the experts. It's 2022. Yeah. We learned our lesson, right? Should always question experts. All right. That's done. Bleed number one. Let's go to number two. But I know you're expecting a lot of election stuff, and there will be a lot of election stuff coming up. But I wanted to get through the non-election pieces first. The next one goes to Rain Wilson, who is most famous, who is only famous for playing Dwight Schrute on The Office. So he decides, uh, the CBS News Post, which blatantly dead names Rain Wilson, (laughs) who has changed his name, I assume that they're going to get kicked off of Twitter until they correct this whole thing. Rain Wilson introduced himself with a new name on social media Thursday, calling himself Rainfall Heat Wave Rising Sea Levels Wilson in an effort to raise awareness about climate change. He says that it is not a joke and that I guess he's changing his name. I don't know. So. Like legit. Yeah. 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 So that's going to raise awareness. Climate change solved. Right. Yeah. We fixed that problem. Um, so he's going to stop flying you know, <laughs> jets and stuff. I don't, you know, I love The Office, clearly, like one of my favorite shows ever. Um, but the sad part about Rain Wilson is that uh, he got what's called typecasted. And you don't, you can't really see him in anything else without thinking about Dwight Schrute. That's it. It's really tough to make it out of that. And I think he's trying to get a little bit of, like, hey, don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. I'm still here. So I think that's what he's doing. We could watch some of the video, but it's probably just dumb. So we'll just skip around that. What I did work out for this, though, Charlie, is there is a website, a website that he used that creates this name for you. And I want to let you know, this Arctic Risk Name Generator. You can type your name in, and it will give you a name just like Rain Wilson's once you have created your Arctic name, make it your name on social media to create an impact. It can be a real game changer, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. So I want to tell you that your name is Charles Destructive Weather Thompson. <laughs> That's yeah. what it came up with. Halliburton. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Charles Destructive Weather Thompson. Okay. And I'm Nate Black Carbon Rising Thurston. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Do Costco next. Costco. I don't have the website pulled oh. up right now. Gosh, <laughs> not, dang it, Nate. It's not open at the moment. Live name generating. This would have really got the people going. Uh, it's, I mean, listen, not only will I do that for you, but I'll I'll do it for you right now. Let's see. Well, I don't know all their last names, though. That's the problem. You know, I can't tell you what someone's last name is. Yeah, me neither. So we're screwed when it comes to that. Let me just send this into the group and they can tell us what it generates for them. Send us a picture. There you go. And we will move on to the next dumb bleep. Uh, this is real dumb. Uh, this is not going to do anything. Plus probably most of the stuff they're talking about doesn't exist in the first place. <laughs> and can we talk about climate change for, sure. s- for just one second? Sure. Yeah. This is in, so obviously I don't know if you saw on the screenshot, but they just had cop 27, mm. right? So 27 years now. Wait, they're already COP27? Yes. I thought we just had the other COP. No, this started in 1998, 
So 20, I'm sorry, 1995. I can't math. You know, you know the thing. It happened sorry, in I was the reading 90s. Sam's name. Um, <laughs> that's weird. Sam's came back as uh, Sam 3D printed machine guns, raw milk, homemade liquor, Duramax diesel. That's pretty good. So yeah, knows you well. Yeah. Um. The. And that's on the short list. <laughs> on the short list. For a boy name, <laughs> which is nice. That's good. All right. No, but they're on COP27 now. So this is now 27 years that the world leaders have met, and they've created all kinds of agreements, you know, the, the Paris Climate Accord, and they developed the IPCC. and They spent all, a lot of money. Tons of money. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that globally, we're not any better. Mm. In fact, you could argue... We've gotten worse over 27 years. So what are they actually doing? Spending money. Yes. That's all they're doing. They, yep. are, alloc- they are allocating other people's resources to their own uses mm. that help them. Yeah. That is it. And that's what they're doing. You guys need to change your name on social media. And once again, it's so crazy to me that uh, I guess if you're working towards climate change goals, you just can't be a bad person. You know, there's no way you're like a greedy individual who would manipulate people for your own benefit to get money. It's only like oil companies and stuff that would do that. Yeah. Uh, but these people like putting money towards solar panels and stuff. Like, well, it's a virtuous, they would never, it's a virtuous thing to do. Benevolent, benevolently taking mm-hmm. your money and giving it to different companies. Uh, no, they're still just human beings. All I'm saying is a lot of people don't accept that fact. We're only on dumb bleep number two, Charlie. So we're going to have to get going. <laughs> is this stumbling number three yeah sorry this article um it's the top article in the uh show notes charlie okay want- <laughs> so this is from the post millennial ontario school board determines busty biological male teacher allowed to wear fetish props to school after a biologically uh male shop teacher um which is weird. Why can't we just call Kayla a female? Well, this is the post-millennial, mm. so I guess they're not going to do that. Identified as Kayla Lemieux, uh, Lemieux um, began teaching class uh, while wearing a blonde wig, tight bicycle shorts, and most notably, obscenely large prosthetic breasts with protruding, protruding nibbles. The local school board decided that, despite backlash, this attire would be permitted. Quote, It is important to recognize the impact that dress code policies can have on members of the transgender community, said the uh, Halton District School Board. Most notably, it is important for employers to make allowances to ensure that these employees are able to express themselves in accordance with their lived gender. (laughs) The school board's review of its dress code... Trust the experts, Charlie. ...further concluded... (laughs) That imposing rules to prevent a male teacher from wearing obscenely large prosthetic breasts with protruding nipples to work would result in considerable liability. Now, why would that result in considerable liability? Probably has something. Now, this is in Canada, uh, but probably has something to do with unions and rights like that. If The they, Ontario if, Human Rights Commission. If they were yes. to... Uh, fire this person or tell that they would get sued out the ass. Mm -hmm. If they tried to fire the person, they would end up owning the school afterwards. And so they're stuck and they have to say all the right things. Quote, 
If an employer's dress code and grooming standards place more difficult requirements on female employees relative to those placed on male employees or require female employees to dress in a manner with uh, with is more conventional, such standards could form the basis of discrimination claim under the code. So there you go. Unfortunately, you'd have to define male and female yeah. throughout all of that stuff. Yeah. It looks like he's, it looks like she, Kayla, sorry. Mm-hmm. It looks like Kayla's teaching shop. Yes. And I don't think that's safe. Mm-mm. Honestly. No, that doesn't look like you would be able to work a saw very well. Now there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of talk about how maybe this is a dude trolling. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but I've heard that a bunch that this dude is clearly trolling. It's, he's got the be. school system has to be. I mean, that's, you're just trying to see what you can get away with. That's, the The only problem there is that he couldn't buy more. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So, and then to think about it, like, could you imagine female students getting away with this? Like actual female students or uh, other female teachers to wear clothes that are that tight that would allow the nipples to <laughs> protrude through. You could even see the outline of the areola mm-hmm. there. The fake areola. I mean, it's not even like it's not real. They're not even prosthetics no. that were. I mean, I think this is like a like a device that's being held there. I don't even know if this is actually attached for for true for real. I think has anyone guaranteed that? I think it's more like a backpack. It's like a yeah yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like a flotation device. A person's just afraid of what of drowning. <laughs> that's it. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Oh, all right, let's go. Next one. Okay, we got a video. This comes from Young Americans for Liberty posting this. New Zealand now asking citizens to monitor monitor their neighbors and report them to the government if they think they could be domestic terrorists. Uh, this is a neat little news report that we will watch right quick. And I'm sure you can imagine what can qualify them as being a domestic terrorist. Uh, different stuff like that. Uh, maybe wanting freedom. That's one of the things. The The important point of watching this is so everyone knows, um, if you ever do try to disagree with the government, you will end up being a domestic terrorist. That's just the way it is. Our Secret Service is launching an initiative to help us identify people who may have been radicalized. Know the Signs details dozens of indicators that a friend or family member could be planning a terror attack. To pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off, um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? The SIS has listed around 50 signs from obvious ones, like writing on a weapon as happened in Christchurch, to... A person who is is really developing an us-versus-them worldview. Authorities say they're usually closely monitoring 40 to 50 potential terrorists. These people used to be motivated by their white identity or by their faith. But in the past six months, a third group has emerged, those motivated by politics. And so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, or it could be other policies that are interpreted as, as infringing on rights. Uh, and 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 it's a, what I sometimes describe as a kind of hot mess of, of ideologies and beliefs um, fueled by conspiracy theories. That's enough. That's enough of that. <clears throat> yeah. They're just perceived that way. They they perceive them as infringing yeah. on people's rights. Yeah, this yeah, we're not taking away your rights. It's, they can't help how you perceive their actions. Mm-mm. Okay, that's on you. Yeah, to fix your perception of mm-hmm. it. That's right. All right, and you know, 
if you were adverse to uh, government <clears throat> policies, especially around COVID, well, it's obvious you were on the path to terrorism and we must stop you before it happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll just leave that at dumb bleep number four. I'm not going to say the obvious, uh, as Sam said here, she's never heard of snitches get stitches. No. So has not, but as we've seen over the last couple of years, neighbors are more than willing to tell on each other for things. It's uh, it's really sad. Um, if only we had examples throughout history of things like this going wrong, but I guess we'll just have to see how this works out. Yeah. Um, number five, completely, completely, utterly unrelated to these topics are uh, President Biden discussing whether or not they're going to need to investigate Elon Musk as a national security threat just a couple days ago. Musk is a threat to U.S. national security, and should the U.S. and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? <laughs> I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth being looked at. Um, and uh, um, and uh, Honestly, I don't know which one was worse. Watching the fi- the facial expressions of the sign language the sign person, interpreter or Joe Biden not being able to get words out. Oh, man. That was... <laughs> That's awful. What is it with it? When did this whole sign thing happen? I mean, we've brought this up before, but um, luckily, uh, whoever needs this... Uh, I guess won't hear us making fun of this, but this is ridiculous. Why isn't there any captioning on the bottom of this video? You're assuming that everyone knows sign language? Mm. I know that we can't assume everyone knows how to read, but when... I don't get it, I guess. I don't understand. It's inclusive, Nate. Why don't we require that the president knows how to sign so they can just talk using sign language the whole time? Mm -hmm. That's got to be a new requirement. You, You don't understand inclusivity? Because you're so exclusive. I got you. Yeah. The end of that would be pretty good to put on the buttons, by the way, because I didn't realize just how out of there he was. But yeah, we need to look at Elon Musk. We need to check it out, of course, because old Twitter, you know, they never had any connections with any foreign governments or anything like mm-hmm. that. that. That wasn't a thing. Twitter's not going all that great right now. I don't know if everyone's been seeing this. Uh, this is going to, we're going to keep this on number five. For, for although they've had the highest numbers of users ever, I saw that. So, um, number five, Lindsay Boylan. Now, when we say blue check mark, it means nothing because so anyone can have one. Now, I guess all randos mm-hmm. can be included in Dumb Bleep of the Week. Now, I don't yep. know if we need to set like a follower limit or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, anyway, uh, she says it's not about now. This is in regards to Twitter banning Kathy Griffin for impersonating Elon Musk. And I don't know if you saw this. A lot of people started impersonating Elon Musk. 
And a lot of people have been impersonating a lot of people lately on Twitter. And it's been kind of fun to watch because now a person with a check mark, which you can get for $8, can change your name and profile photo to someone. And it looks like you're that person because everyone sees those check marks in their, in their mind. And they think that, okay, well, this is that person saying that. I did see something about mm. Musk saying that it's going to be a requirement that if it's a parody account, you have to have parody in your name. Yeah. So, and he, and he said that if you're engaged in some obvious trickery, uh, then they're going to ban you. So anyway, this person's upset. She says it's not about Musk suspending Kathy Griffin from Twitter or anyone else who impersonates him for that matter. It's about making you uncomfortable enough, just uncomfortable enough to avoid tweets critical of him or posting that next expose on him. That's the goal, and that's fascism. That's, right there. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. So now it's fascist. To now it's, people. yes. Yeah. Wasn't now, before. Making you scared to <sighs> criticize a specific person now is fascism. Mm -hmm. Yes. Starting, to, starting on October 28th, when Elon Musk yeah. took over Twitter. It is. And, um... I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think about the impersonation thing? Is that a, is that going against free speech? What do you guys in the group think? I think you should be able to impersonate whoever you want. You think? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I it, I can <clears throat> The only thing I would say is <clears throat> if it if it leads to causing harm. Yeah. Like like uh, you make a profile and it says um White House Joe Biden and the uh Maybe it's it's all in caps, and the uh, and you say the I that's all that would be in caps is actually like a lowercase L, and it looks like it says Joe Biden or whatever. And you say, uh, "Everyone, get in your bunkers, take cover, take cover." I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And then is, there's a stampede, <clears throat> and somebody is that bad? There's well, if it causes harm, I would say so. Like if then if you had a massive crowd and there was like a people got, you know, stomped on or whatever. It's the whole yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. Thing. Mead says the market will solve it. I think it will as well. One thing I think will come from this is that we will maybe take an extra second to look into something and see whether or not it's real. You know, yeah. like take a look, like you could look at this Eli Lilly, this fake Eli Lilly page came out and said that insulin was going to be free. <clears throat> It was a fake, it was an impersonation account. And, uh, and so Eli Lilly has responded to it and asked that the account be taken down and all that. They got a blue check. It's got thousands of retweets and all that. And I think eventually maybe people will learn that they need to look further into things to make sure that it's true. Maybe that's a good thing that comes from this. You want to look at the profile. Does Eli Lilly really only have uh, 2,000 followers and they've only tweeted... Uh, 20 times in the la and it's just in the last week. Is that the case? No. So maybe this helps with people learning how to discern what is true and what's not true. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Daisy says here that uh, impersonating <clears throat> a person on Twitter was against the rules before Elon. Yes. They did say that they, um, so when the previous guy owned it, it wasn't fascist. They banned 500,000 accounts last year, I think for impersonating people. Hmm. So yeah, it was already a rule that you couldn't do that. Yeah, but this is fascism. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. You know, I mean, 
how often do people make up fake Twitter screenshots? A lot. Yeah. I I've mean, made we, a bunch of them. <laughs> right. We've had to discern those multiple times. And, yeah. and in fact, we've put them on the show before, not knowing it was real or not. I think we've done that once or twice. And we would mm-hmm. have to come back the next day and recant what we said because we care about the truth. Mm-hmm. The whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you, Jesus, God. I think what people are actually, at the end of the day, they're upset about is that the class system has been destroyed on Twitter, and there was a, there were two classes. Well, it's still a class system. Some people have $8. Some people, some people, people don't. don't. Yeah. I know. But, yeah. <laughs> so there is still a class system, but it used to be that you were just so important in society that you got this check mark, mm-hmm. and you, it was very important that people read what you had to say. Is more important than all those people that didn't have check marks. Yeah. Like they weren't relevant at all. It was a badge of honor. And so I think that that is what people are upset about. Mostly people on the left because they love class systems and being able to look down on people that they are smarter than and be the experts and all that. Like this is taking that away from them. Mm. I think at the end of the day, it'll that's be a, a good thing. That's an interesting point. All right. Number six, <laughs> the lottery is systemic racism. Just in case you were wondering. Okay. I guess yeah. you read the last article. I'll read this one, then you okay. can do the, the next bleep. I know I'm kind of on a run here, but... Go ahead. Lottery accused of systemic I'm racism. I'm just here for show. <clears throat> Did you see someone won like a $2 billion Powerball? <clears throat> yeah. It was California. I, I saw that. Somebody <laughs> in Los, a- Los Angeles. The largest Powerball jackpot lottery ticket ever was recently sold in California with one lucky resident winning a historic $2.04 billion the odds were 1 in 292.2 million. Researchers told CNN that despite the extremely low chance of winning state lotteries, they'll aggressively market the lottery and sell tickets to low-income communities at higher rates. You see, they go in there and they, they force people. You can't get any. You go in there trying to get some milk for your kids. And they're like, hold on there. You think you're about to get this milk uh, mm-hmm. without buying some of these here Powerball tickets? You mm-hmm. got another thing coming, man. Mm-hmm. That's what they say Yeah, when you go in there. That's what they do. I've seen it time and time again. Thus misleading Americans to believe it will help them quickly generate wealth. <laughs> yeah, because everyone grows up knowing that there's a super great chance that they're going to win the Powerball. I mean, you can't win if you don't play. If someone's going to win. Yeah. It might as well be you. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's right. These communities, quote, these communities are disproportionately made up of black and brown people. Critics say the consequence is that marginalized people will be driven into deeper debt by a system that is transferring wealth out of their communities. Well, first of all, they're not forcing them to play. But even if you do want to play, it's $2. Yeah. Two bucks. You can buy a lot of tickets. You can buy them often. They don't make you buy tickets. No. They don't make you buy no. a lot of tickets, and they don't make you buy them often. Mm-mm. It's literally an option. If you wanted to play, you can literally buy a $2 ticket. But if if it's mainly, if it's disproportionately made up of black and brown people, then statistically wouldn't it go to uh, black or brown people? We're going to need to look at the results, and we're going to have to start rigging the lottery in favor of, I mean, I know you don't put your race on the ticket, <laughs> but we're going to have to find out how to make sure that black and brown people are winning the lottery more often. Well, there's going to have to be more than one winner now. We're going to mm-hmm. need a, an equ- equitable distribution <laughs> among the races. So so they're transferring wealth out of their communities. <clears throat> well, not the person who won. Les Bernal, the, na- the national director for Stop Predatory Gambling, called the lottery a form of consumer financial fraud and a form of systemic racism. God. 
You see why you can't take these people seriously yeah. at all? This, Trust the, the lottery, experts. which you can freely choose to do or freely choose to not do, which is in every single damn gas station you go to, is part of systemic racism. Yeah. And when you're watching people burn down buildings out there to fight systemic racism, the fucking Powerball is what they're talking about right there. That's where you got to start. That's what honestly. it is. You got to start yeah. with the lottery. <laughs> That's where you start. You know? That's how you dismantle this system. If we're going to take, <laughs> take down predatory gambling and unfettered uncapped capitalism you got to start with a game you choose to play this is a rigged game it's a rigged game you know what they should do they should take when someone wins they should take it and they should divide it out evenly between everyone who played the powerball based on the amount of tickets they bought you can't do that now because rich people can buy more tickets but everyone would just get their money back. <laughs> but the state could take taxes out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll get a little bit less back. You're pretty yeah. good welfare system. Mm. Yep. So, uh, all right, that's number six. Well, the end of the article here is important. Oh, sorry. So CNN pointed out it, uh, in a report in 1999. <laughs> so we're going back 23 years. Uh, that found black Americans, high school dropouts, and low-income people played the lottery on a more frequent basis. Of course they do! <laughs> They're the ones who need the money more. Do you know that it's, it, it, it's literally based on economic status? It's not. It doesn't have anything to do whatsoever with the color of your skin. It's all economic status. No, it's purely color of your skin, Charlie. You know this. I bet you in this last cycle, Jeff Bezos didn't buy a single billion-dollar Powerball yeah. ticket because yeah. he's white. Because he's white. That's, That's why. why. Yeah. No, nothing else to do with anything. Not because he has a hundred billion. He no. would love to win two billion. <laughs> you know? That's that that's the reason why. I couldn't use Elon Musk because he's, he's technically African American. Oh yeah. So so he's targeting able to that, do that. I he bet probably he he's probably out there buying all kinds of Powerball tickets all the time. Dude Can't bought a billion him. dollars worth of Powerball tickets. <laughs> His contribution made up half the prize money. And he still couldn't win. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Uh, Number seven, this is Zelensky. All right. What's his first name? Vol Volodymyr? Is yeah. that it? You got to say it like... Volodymyr. Volodymyr. Mm -hmm. I just that thought you would say it like like a dog with peanut butter around the roof of your mouth. Yeah. You know, just got to keep it up there. Okay, sorry. That way you don't say Vladimir. Yeah. So it's Vlad I've said Vladimir a bunch of times. Vladimir. Mm -hmm. yeah. Volodymyr. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he says... I am thankful to POTUS, which must mean, uh, I guess, Joe Biden, mm. and the people of an American flag. <laughs> I guess he means America. Yeah. yeah. He, he's working on his English, and the pictures <laughs> help. All right. For another $400 million in military assistance package for armored vehicles that will help us liberate Ukrainian land, we appreciate this continued support. So... I put that in there because when I see him thanking the people of America for another $400 million, I would want to punch him in his freaking face. Like, that's all I, that's the nicest thing I can say right now. This guy's a hero. Like, screw you, dude. Why? Give he's, me my freaking money back. He's a hero. He is a hero. You know, he's been through a lot of stuff. That's why, um, Continuing with number seven, the Oscar goes to uh, Zelensky, Sean Penn, giving him an Oscar. 
Yeah. Right now, I don't know if they realize how ironic that kind of is, you know, with all the conspiracy theories and stuff like that, him mm -hmm. getting like a this honorary Oscar. I know Sean Penn just giving him his Oscar, but anyway, I found that to be a, a tad bit ironic. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you feel the same way. Nice. Thanks to uh, James on Twitter for uh, sending this out here. Uh, now pay us $6. I'm just yeah. going to keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number seven goes to Zelensky. The hero. The hero. Yeah. He is a hero. Okay, good. Now we got some videos. All right. Number eight is MSNBC and their stellar, stellar election coverage. Their election selection that they had uh, was so good. So good. Let's go through, oh, some of their ideas for who should run for president because... This election, you're sitting there just kicking around ideas. Let's figure out who should run for president coming up. I mean, stuff I think, does turn over yeah, in does. this point well, in no, the administration. That the, that the president can create. And there is definitely an appetite for this kind of movement of like, how do uh, there's not one American who has not experienced an election uh, election day and said, this is flawed. There has to be a better way. Let me throw out a couple of other names if I can. So you've got Val Demings, right? You've got Liz Cheney, um, Sherry Beasley. Tim Ryan, a top Democrat, suggested to me, watch for Tim Ryan in years in the future to run for president. I mean, I don't know. Do you count these folks out? Is, is, are many of them maybe the right candidate in the wrong state? Well, what about if we had we pair up Liz Cheney and Stacey Abrams and actually start talking about universal voting and election reform? I could see them doing kind of a czar thing with the administration that's completely bipartisan. That would be exciting. I mean, stuff I think, does turn over yeah, in does. this point well, in the no, administration. But there's commissions that the, that the president can create. Nailed it. Nailed it right there. <laughs> you want a Liz Cheney, Stacey Abrams ticket. Exactly. That's uh, that's. That's a great idea. Like I said, just stellar election night coverage coming from MSNBC. Uh, let's see what, listen, they're just kicking around ideas. Mm. Let's just see what other ideas they have. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. Um, on, I know there's some variables, obviously. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. Um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> but just a few. He, just a few. But I just, you know, it, it, what he did in the in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder about his future. She looks like she was spelling out a fantasy. I'm wondering about his future as well. Yeah. Um, like when his next Did stroke will be. See the way she said that? No. Fetterman. <laughs> Fetterman for president. Like Marilyn Monroe. Oh, uh, president. So this is all still. Oh, Mr. President. Fetterman. <laughs> Stick that ball. Are you head. doing the, I thought, were you doing the grandma yeah. and wedding yeah, crashers? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. All right. I, got yeah, I told you he was going to head. win bigly, mm -hmm. but listen. Ron DeSantis barely won in 2018 by 35,000 votes by the skin of his teeth against a black progressive little known mayor from Tallahassee, Florida. It didn't. To, yesterday, he won by 20 percentage points. Why? Because he gained the system. Because he turned Florida into an unlevel playing field. They changed election laws, making it harder to vote by mail. They paraded uh, a bunch of people, black people, mm -hmm. that they arrested for uh, voting fraud and paraded them in front of national media. He created an election police. Okay. So, 
Uh, DeSantis won by 20 points, just so you know. But he won because he created an unlevel playing field. She's basically talking about voter suppression right now. That's the reason that he won by so much. I just want to know when you can officially start saying like, okay, what's the difference between, let me ask you this, Charlie, is there a difference between denying the results of an election and saying that someone only won because they instituted some type of voter suppression that stopped voters from being able to vote for the candidate that, that they wanted. Because in, in my view, the, the root cause of the problem is that you're saying that the, the winner is not legitimate, and therefore you cannot look at the person who holds that office as legitimate, and you cannot trust the outcome of the election. Mm-mm. I don't see a difference in either one of those things. And what's weird is talking about how they made it harder to vote and all those things. What I find interesting mm-hmm. is they had about 8 million voters in 2018 for governor. 8 million votes mm-hmm. cast. Yeah. Uh, right now we have ooh, uh, 8 million votes cast in 2022. Mm. Weird. Isn't that strange? Yeah. They made it harder to vote, though. And they did, they did <laughs> institute some, some rules... And what I wonder also is, should there be no rules for voting? Like any rule that you try to set out that tries to make sure that the person that is voting is the person that is voting and that their vote actually gets cast, the ballot gets counted, and that it goes towards the person that they voted for. If you do any type of rule to make sure that that happens, then that's... Suppression, mm. I guess. You're making it hard to vote. What's cra- Here's what's crazy. Ron DeSantis won Miami-Dade. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? That means he took the minority vote from the Democrats, okay? Mm. So he increased his percentage with Cubans, with Latinos, with all sorts of different minorities within Florida, increased percentage across the board from 2018. So what does that tell you? Well, that tells you that those that the people liked what his policies were during the last four years. Yeah, speaking of, I guess I'll bring up this tweet that didn't make it in. Uh, this is talking about exactly what you were talking about. I don't remember who put this in the group, but it says Cubans only know how to vote for dictators. Yeah. So that's the problem. There you go. We lined uh, it out. It's their fault. If that's the person that they choose, then guess what? They're wrong. They and, just only know how to vote for dictators. And Costco in here says, who's a self-identified Latino, he says, keep calling us Latinx Democrats. There you go. Working wonders for you. All right, let's run through <laughs> let's run through some stuff because we haven't gotten the Trump yet. Oh. Yeah. He's we about have to, to get announce. the Trump. He's about to announce. No, he's about to be gone. He's about to be out of here. We'll see. Maybe he is going to announce. He's going to announce. Okay, we got to talk about this one real quick. This one also came from Libertarian Party of Tennessee. Go check them out on Twitter, lptn.org. Also, if you want to go join, I guess, that's where Charlie went. Um, actually, you joined LP. You didn't do LPTN, did you? I did, both. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. Yeah. All right, Mark. That's what happens when you have billions. Mark yeah. Exposito. He talked about, uh, he said, think what Chase for Liberty, that's the guy who ran in Georgia, for Senate, Chase for Liberty cost the people of Georgia for entering a race he never was going to win and knew it. This is all on Chase for Liberty costing the people of Georgia because now there's going to be another election. 
What's kind of funny, though, is in his profile's bio, it says, a guy who loves democracy, his family, horses, and a lot of technology. Democracy is when only the person with the best chance of winning runs runs mm. for the election and then that's it as and defined then, and that's like the only choice that people get mm-hmm. you see the less choices you have the better democracy is at that point <laughs> you know that's the you way, way i heard confuse it. people yeah, that's the way i heard it Mm-mm. and yeah. those people the eighty-one thousand people that wanted to vote for chase for liberty they're wrong like well, their, they, cho- their choice was wrong and we know for sure mm-hmm. they were going to vote for the republican Absolutely. Yeah. No chance that they were going to split the vote or that they just weren't going to go vote at all. Mm. So uh, great job. I'm getting really sick of this argument. And while last election cycle, I was a little bit closer to this ideology. I will admit that I've changed a little bit. You could probably go back to podcast episodes and find us talking differently about Shane Hazel stealing the election from Purdue or also, I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, uh, sure, change a little bit on that because I'm getting sick of this crap. Number 10. Old Nina. Nina made it in, Chuck. Imagine that. She says, time to cancel all student debt because the youth vote saved Democrats. We got to pay them back. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, the youth came out in support of uh, the, Dem- the, De- the Democrats. They saved us. So now us. we must reward them. And so we must yeah. give them a, a trillion dollars or so. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Somewhere around there. It's not like payment for votes or anything, which, by the way, it's all a federal judge has uh, rendered, has ruled that the uh, Biden canceling the 20, 20K, I can't remember what it was, was unconstitutional. 10,000 or something like that. But. And uh, said it must be vacated so i I guess this is going to end up going up to the to the scotus sometime this literally was an election ploy that's all it was we're two days after the election and the fifth circuit fifth circuit court come out and said yeah no it's unconstitutional unconstitutional can't do this yeah and so the 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 administration has literally stopped taking uh applications online for people to have their debt forgiven they knew they knew nothing was ever going to come from this, and it worked perfectly. Yeah, and the sheep follow blindly. Mm. Okay, speaking of sheep following, okay, we already talked about this one earlier in the week, but Donald Trump sent out this email earlier in the week, said he's going to have a big announcement on November 15th. Huge. Huge announcement on November 15th at Mar-a-Lago. He said the announcement will perhaps be the most important speech given in the history of the United States of America. And you could be there with him mm-hmm. for uh, $5. $5 or more. Yeah. You could be there with him. No other important speeches other than the one that Donald Trump is about to give. Okay. Look at these marketing employees here. It's ridiculous. This offer is exclusive to my most loyal supporters, all 200 million of you. <laughs> Like you. So don't share this don't with anyone share. else. Mm-mm. Like, oh, he only sent this to me. Do not send this link to anyone. This is just for you. Yeah. Okay. Trump is broken, by the way. He saw that DeSantis crushed by 20 percentage points. He saw that his picks did not do all that great in the election. And his brain is broken. 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, let me just tell you what's happening. Now, this is from Truth Social. This is from Truth. He says, now that the election in Florida is over and everything went quite well, shouldn't it be said that in 2020, I got 1.1 million more votes in Florida than Ron D got this year, 5.7 million to 4.6 million. Just asking. <laughs> yeah, that was in a, in a presidential election cycle. Yeah. There are always more votes in presidential election cycles. And the Florida governor is not decided during the presidential election cycle. <laughs> it's, it's every four years. Yeah. And during the midterms. No, oh, this is, this is over. He's, I'm telling you, I'm watching this on Twitter and these big like Trump people have started saying, Mm-mm, no, this is over. This is done because now he's going after the Santas. He gave him a stupid nickname. Ridiculous. Now he's going after Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. Hmm. Calls him Young Kin. Sounds Chinese, doesn't it? God. Couldn't have won without me. I endorsed him. Did a very big Trump rally for him telephonically. Got MAGA to vote for him, or he couldn't have come close to winning, but he knows that and admits it, besides having a hard time with the Dems in Virginia, but he'll get it done. The, the narcissism, he just, woo, just like, really went out mm -hmm. there now as Bobby McShay. This is his downfall his ego. Mm -hmm. That's that's typically what happens. Then he celebrates a Republican losing big time, big time. I believe in Nevada uh, that maybe wasn't on his side with stuff. Make America great again. Uh, Cernovich says celebrating losing what would have been a crucial Senate seat pickup, even as odds the GOP takes a majority fade away. He still he doesn't care about that. Listen, Republicans listening right now, I know that there are some of you. He doesn't care. All he cares about is Donald Trump being the president, and he will say anything to you that he can to win your vote and to get your money. He's just a narcissist, all right? He's trying to remind you how good he is at the moment. Here a little bit, he's going to start love bombing you again with stuff that you, that's going to make you feel good, mm -hmm. like he's on your side again. And then, when you least expect it, he's going to screw you over. Now, he also said if CNN were smart, they'd open up a conservative network, only have me on, and it would be the most successful network in history. Fox only made it because of me. Twitter only made it because of me. And even Facebook is now in the tubes, having lost almost $90 billion in value since I was taken off. Now, that has nothing to do with the stock market going down at all. It's since, since Donald Trump was taken off. That's it. Yeah which was considered one of the biggest mistakes in business over the last two years. But by whom? <laughs> like who? Who said that? I'm sure, I'm sure it was. I agree that they shouldn't have taken you off. But. Because with Trump, <laughs> with Trump, there's mm -hmm. tens of millions of people who believe in MAGA and who want to make America great again. Same thing, by the way. And, <laughs> they believe in MAGA. And they want a MAGA. And they want a MAGA. Don't you want a MAGA? <laughs> they... They are MAGA and they want a MAGA. Want okay? a MAGA? Don't you want to? All right. So. Put, and put America first. It doesn't stop here. Okay, hold on. <laughs> News Corp. This is another email. He's very, very busy with his email today. His MailChimp account. He's going to have to upgrade it here pretty soon. <laughs> News Corp., which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, and the no longer great New York Post. That's because the New York Post has been making fun of Trump over the last few days. Mm -hmm. Is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious. <laughs> 
an average Republican governor with great public relations, randomly capitalized, who didn't have to close up his state, but did, unlike other Republican governors whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID, and who has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north, capitalized, oddly, would go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. <laughs> He's Then he goes on this tirade. Ron, he go. He basically talks about how he's the only reason Ron DeSantis got elected, and that the election was going to be stolen from Ron to, DeSantis. I want you to read this. Ron came to me in desperate shape in 2017. He was politically dead, dead, losing in a landslide to a very good agricultural commissioner, Adam Putnam, who was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Ron had low approval, bad polls, and no money, but he said, if I would endorse him, he could win. I didn't know Adam, so I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. When I endorsed him, that was him swinging a golf club after Mm -hmm. he said it. When I endorsed him, it was as though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off. Years later, they were the exact words that Adam Putnam used in describing Ron's endorsement. He said... I guess Adam Putnam said this. He said, I went from having it made with no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. I then got Ron by the star of the Democrat Party, Andrew Gillum, who was later revealed to be a crackhead, <laughs> capitalized. This is a legal name, I guess. By having two massive rallies with tens of thousands of people at each one, I also fixed this campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron, and he beat Gillum, but after the race, capitalized race, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County, and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with the now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended, just prior to them running out of votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. Jesus. Lord. And now, Ron the Sanctimonious is playing games. The fake news asked him if he's going to run, if President Trump runs, and he says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. This is him playing games, by the way. Yeah. Playing games when they ask him if he's going to run is him saying, I'm focused on the governor's race. He, he wants him to engage right now, and Ron's winning by not engaging. Mm-hmm. So he's punching himself out right now. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that really, that's really not the right answer. See, that, and that tells you exactly what he's looking for. Yes. He wanted Ron to say, oh, no, I'm not going to run against Trump. I yeah. support Trump. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just kind of gave a political answer, like, I'm only focused on the governor. He's like, well, that's anti-loyal. <clears throat> if you're not with me. You're against me. Who... For the love of God, it can't be Trump like typing on a computer and just hitting send this email to everyone. <laughs> Who is on someone, his team someone that helps. is reading this uh-huh. shit? Yeah. Who is reading this and being like, yeah, that's fine. Approved. Send. Like, who? Like, how is this happening? I don't know. This is worse than I the don't tweets. Th- I didn't. I, I haven't seen any of this. I didn't realize it could be this bad. This is just like two, 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 2015 and 2016, a media assault, capitalized, collusion, when Fox News fought me to the end until I won, and then they couldn't have been nicer or more supportive. 
The Wall Street Journal loved low-energy Jeb Bush and a succession of other people as they rapidly disappeared from sight, finally falling in line with me after I easily knocked them out one by one. We're in exactly the same position now. They will keep coming after us, MAGA. But ultimately, we will win. Put America first and make America great again. There you go. Jesus. Dude's off his rocker. Mm. Way worse than ever. Yeah. It's... This is going to be fun. 2024 is going to be so fun. I don't think he's going to make it as far as people think. I don't think people are going to be cool with this. The fact that... You don't think that the media isn't going to put this in the media? This is gold. I think that the media... You can't make this up. I think the media... In order to hurt Trump, is going to have to defend Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin, and talk about how ridiculous this is. The Chinese guy. I think that's what they'll end up having to do. Uh, the Chinese guy, Youngkin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Youngkin Glenn. Mm-hmm. All right, that's number eleven. I think there's one last. Oh God! All right, here you go, Charlie. Double number number 12. twelve. It's a marathon today. So this is a party for socialism and liberation. Today marks 105 years since the Russian Revolution forever changed the course of history. For the first time ever, the exploited and oppressed took and held power, giving the world an example of a society where the needs of the people came first. Oh my God. That's a real. Hold on, there's more. There's more. That was a tweet thread, yeah. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. The Soviet Union was faced with enormous obstacles as it carried out this project, immediately invaded by all the imperialist powers of the world, blockaded from the world economy, subjected to the genocidal Nazi invasion, and constantly threatened by nuclear annihilation. But despite this, its accomplishments were huge, guaranteeing the necessities of life as basic (laughs) rights, the fastest industrialization ever, Ending centuries of national oppression, defeating Hitler, equal rights for women, supporting colonized peoples, fight for freedom, and more. Is there more? No, that's everything. Because I don't know if I can take more. That's everything. So, as you can see, guys, um, nothing wrong with... This this is there's about 65 million people that you got to kill to get to that point, but it was equality, you know. Yeah, yeah. women's rights. Yeah, what are you gonna do? We cared about women, just not the kulaks. Not those, no, no, not, not them. Not those women. But everyone's overall equality. Yeah. If you measured by equality, was on a graph, spiked during the Russian Revolution. Yeah, like the level, the percentage of people that were equal with Lee, other people in society. We poor. Just, yeah. I'm just saying equality. Yeah. That's what we care about. Okay. Yeah. Totally right about that. Okay. Let's get these votes. Let's get these votes in. I've already put the numbers in there. We're going to run back through them. Um, Let's go. That was a lot. I'm not not surprised. (laughs) Gets me every time. That picture is ridiculous. Number one was Eric Swalwell. Uh, Great analogies when it comes to parents being in charge of their kids' education. Number two is... I don't want the dead name here. Rainfall, heat wave, rising sea levels, Wilson. Rainfall, heat wave, rising sea levels, Wilson. 
there. Okay. We got our names too. Number three is uh, the shop teacher with the big old boobies. I can't, can't tell him not to wear them or her. Sorry. Whatever. Got some big jugs. Number four, New Zealand. I want to milk them. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Number four, New Zealand asking its citizens to monitor their neighbors. They might disagree with COVID protocols mm. out here, which is... Uh, Those are domestic terrorists. Super dangerous. Yeah. Number five, we might need to look into Elon Musk being a threat to national security. Also, he's fascist because some people got banned for the same thing that people have always gotten banned for. Mm. You know the thing. Number six, the lottery. It's got to go first to dismantle... Uh, systemic yeah. racism mm -hmm. systemic yeah the lottery is systemically racist mm -hmm. it's the root of all evil one of the worst parts yeah that's what the bible talked about yeah lottery is the root of all evil because it targets minorities and people of color mm -hmm. number seven uh Zelensky being thankful for your money that was forcefully taken away from you that they can use uh, for whatever it is that they want and also the oscar goes to Zelensky from sean penn <laughs> Um, yeah, the optics, not great on that to me. Number eight is the MSNBC. Multiple things. Liz Cheney, Stacey Abrams ticket. That's a great one, right? So winner. If I ever saw one, that's like when you take the, cause they both have a history of winning. Yeah. It's like when you take the CDOs, you know, you take the, you take the bad mortgage, the bonds that are all crappy mm -hmm. and you combine them into they become this new one. It's like. Triple A rated mm -hmm. when That's you right. do that. That's basically how politics works right now. Uh, and then uh, DeSantis only won because he gamed the system. Number nine, Chase for Liberty cost people because he got in the race. It's all his fault. Number 10, Nina Turner says that we need to pay all of the kids who paid or, or who voted for Democrats. Basically is what she said. Number 11, Donald Trump. The downfall, I believe is happening right now. Mm. And Especially number going after Ron. That's so weird. Mm -hmm. Never saw that coming. That's going to be his chief competitor. But this is like the most evidence I've ever seen of his true narcissism mm -hmm. because he, they, he can't have any other threats. Even no. someone he probably agrees with, you would think on the Republican scale, he's you know? got to get rid of Ron DeSantis because it is a threat to his image. Yes. Like got to be gone. All right. And then number just 12. Just when you think it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> oh, the number party. 12. Party for Socialism and Liberation, uh, marking 105 years since the Russian Revolution. Uh, the, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. the the glorious. For the first time ever, the exploited and the oppressed took and held power. Yeah. Oh, man. Stalin was oppressed, wasn't he, though? I read it. Like, he was very oppressed. He was growing up, I think. Mm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Lenin, too. Lenin, yeah. Very, very... Yeah. Much oppressed people, mm -hmm. for sure. All right, get your votes in. One through 12, get your votes in. While you're doing that, like I said, go sign up. Join GML.com. Be part of the voting process. Get the inside jokes. Figure out Nate's incriminating evidence. Chat with us. <laughs> hang out with us. Figure out why I was gone for a while. There's all sorts of things you get by joining uh, GML. Join GML.com. It's only 6 bucks a month. And you could also win a potential trophy for submitting the Dumb Bleep of the Year. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool. If I've ever heard of a trophy that's being given out. That's one you want. Yeah. So, uh, do we save that to do it at Nate Fest? I'm going to do it for Don't Believe Me the Year. We'll be halfway into a... Okay. I, whatever you want to do. We want you know? to present the whatever word you in person. You're right. 
I should have ran this by. I uh, got a little, little trigger happy yeah. on making decisions, you know, while you were gone. Well, I, was, <laughs> I should have asked about it. Put it in a company email. So or do all that. Like that. Go to GodHatesFeds.com. Get yourself some merch. And uh, also go to NateScratchCourse.com and hit that subscribe button. The winner is Donald Trump. To, for which, which is what he wants. <laughs> there, it's exactly what the he wants. The guy's wanted. a winner. Yeah. He did all of that just to get your dumb bleep vote. Good job. Wow. That's a. I mean, I appreciate the effort. That's a reverse discard. Yeah. That's a reverse discard there. I, I appreciate the effort that he went through to get dumb bleep of the week. I'm not saying yeah. uh, that, I, that I don't appreciate it. We thank him for that. All right, y'all, like I said, do all of those things. And if you do, only if you do all of it, then we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day, a good weekend, and a good morning, Liberty. What do you think it is, about 80 in here right now? It's pretty hot.